I got a shrunken head. I just came out of the pool. to episode 14 of Roleplay Tavern. I'm Dennis. I'm Dudley. And, well, we're finally here. It took us long enough to get this to this episode, and that's, for the most part, my fault. I, uh, as you see, if you've checked the website, I had my wisdom teeth out. I had a whole lot of fun with that, had a whole lot of problems, and, um, yeah, it's been a whole week that I don't remember. And the second week is kind of hazy. You know, I'm back, I'm good, I'm on my feet, so here we are. And we're back. And, <laughs> yeah, um, I guess I'll start tonight. And I'm going to over add-on. If any of you listen to my other podcast, WoW Add-ons podcast, um, you know I love my add-ons. But there are a lot of really, really great roleplay add-ons. And there's also a whole list of roleplay-specific add-ons on the official World of Warcraft forums, which, of course, we'll have linked for you. But I'm going to go over the most important ones. The first one being Flag RSP2. What it does is you can give your character a name other than its actual name for other people to see, and it lets you see who other people are, who their characters are, see their first, middle, Last name, you can give a description of your character for other people to see. And basically, it lets you see other people who are roleplaying. Now, a lot of people used to use my roleplay. We actually got an email about this. My roleplay is now out of commission. So if you like that, head on over to Flag RSP2. Have you used that one, Deadly? I haven't. I recommended it to somebody who sent me an email saying that my roleplay wasn't working. And it was working for me really fine, so I wasn't quite sure what his problem was. It might have been a simple step of resetting his add-ons or not. But Well, it's actually out of date now. Oh, it is? Did you know that? Yep, it's out of date, and they stopped updating it, So, which has created kind of a problem. It still works, but I can't guarantee that it won't work without quirks. I stopped using it since I know that it's no longer in commission. That's kind of pointless to me. But there is Flag RSP2, which is a great replacement. And from what I've heard, I haven't done a whole lot of comparing, but Flag RSP2 is supposed to be a lot simpler. But it's just as good, in my opinion. So so is my role thing? Did it stop working forever? Is it going to come back, or did they just stop doing it all together? They just stopped doing it all together. I don't know a whole lot about it. I just know if you go look it up on any, like, ui.worldofwar.net, um, you're not going it, to... It'll be there, but it'll say no longer under development. 
because um, they're no longer updating it, which is kind of sad, actually, because it was such a really great mod. And I want to say that maybe they quit WoW was the reason. I'm not 100% sure. It's been so long since I looked it up. But that's what happens with most mods that go out of development. Yeah. But for now, my role still works. But I suggest Flag RSP2 because it's still being updated and it's just as easy to use. I liked my roleplay simply because of all the information you can put into it and how... What I noticed, though, is a lot of people, they tend not to fill in their history and their description section, but I really did enjoy that mod, so I'm going to have to switch over eventually, so. Yeah, unfortunately, we're all going to have to switch over, but the good news is, is you couldn't run Flag RSP2 and my roleplay at the same time. So at least now you're not having a conflict of trying to run both. Now everybody's got to just use the one. So that is really, to me, a big advantage with my roleplay going out of um, development. Yeah. Because I hated not being able to only be able to really see half the people that were, you know, using that kind of mod for roleplayers. My next favorite mod is Eloquence. Eloquence is just, if you forget your capitalization, your punks, I forget my periods, my exclamation marks, I forget all of that. I'm really, really bad about that, and that's what I love about Eloquence. You can have a couple different options. You can tell it which of your different chats you want it to filter, and if you want it to filter yourself or others, such as, say, emote, yells, your default channels, your parties, your raids, your guild, all that good stuff. Even whispers. Now, other than just correcting basic common spelling and grammatical areas, you can have it expand Warcraft MMO acronyms, such as LOL. If I say LOL, it's going to expand it to something that sounds a little bit more um, proper dialect. More roleplay-ish. <laughs> yeah. Well, even just proper dialect would be great for me, because I hate seeing... Um, Please, spelled PLZ, when you're trying to roleplay. Like, crap out of me, that kind of stuff. There's also the mouthwash feature, which replaces profanity and crude words with friendlier expressions. Such as, if I were to say crap, it wouldn't say that. It would put it in a much nicer, friendlier way. In other words, that I would offend people. Um, which I've actually played with. I've actually tried to offend people using it, and it won't work, because it just makes it... You're, you're still putting somebody down, per se, but it's not in a mean way or anything like that. And then it's got the Fantasy Writer, which rewrites modern out-of-character expressions with those found in fantasy literature. And then here comes my favorite part. Dialect. Humans get no accent. It turns, if you're a night elf, into a formal tone with some Darnasian words. If you're a dwarf, you get a thick lowland scot an accent, if you're a gnome, you get the brainy vocabulary, and if you're a draenei, you get proud with some draenei words, and then of course hair, but they do have it for horde side too. Um, such as, you know, trolls, you get the troll speech, and all that good stuff. So, when you have that enabled, since I'm playing my night elf as of late, when I'm role-playing, I just turn this on, and I go from being modern and using acronyms to having something that sounds like a night elf from World of Warcraft who is role-playing it. 
it really helps with the grammatical and the dialect because I'm really bad when it comes to dialect. I'm very, very bad. Actually. Okay, I'm pretty horrible. So, eloquence is really nice and easy and it's really simple to use. And, um, makes a whole lot of difference when you're talking. Now, one thing about when it does the profanity thing, I think that to an extent, is there like a certain way if you want to per se turn off a certain aspect of that mob that you could go through and do it? Depends on what you mean. You can make it so that it only changes it like in say and yells, but not in party. But that's about the only thing you can do, is turn it on and off for certain chats. I see. So... One thing that I wouldn't like too much about it is how sometimes it might control your character's roleplay to like an extent where maybe your person wants to be very rude and crude and insulting and the mod won't let you, per se, or something well, to that manner. Here's the fix for this. is There's a, what's called where you can set a modifier key, but by default it's shift. So as I'm typing, I can hit the shift key and it'll show me what it's going to turn into. That's so useful. that, you know, if I have it turned on, say, and I actually want to say crap, and, you know, I'm sitting there, and I hit the shift key, I'm looking, and I realize that that's on, I can go and turn it off for that, so that it says what I want it to say, and not what I, you know, not changing my words on me, which is really useful, because that shift button lets you go back and forth between um, what you're writing and what it's going to say, so you can always see what you're going to say before you send it. Mm-hmm. And then the other cool thing is you can tell it to skip out of character by using, you know, you can set it for whatever kind of brackets you use, such as, you know, everybody has the different kinds of brackets depending on who you are, but um, you can say this is my out of character bracket. So once you do those brackets, anything after that is going to be left alone, which is also really nice because... Well, like, I've been in guilds that are heavy RP, and I go to use the brackets, and I still sound like I'm roleplay. That's not always so great. So it also sort of filters out the quote-unquote leet speak? Yes. Very good mod to but get, then. <laughs> you can have it only filter yourself, but you can also have it filter other people. So if I'm roleplaying with other people, and I don't want to hear their profanity, and they're, you know all their acronyms and all that good stuff, I can have that filtered out too. Yeah, I would think it would be nice if there are certain people who even if you're not necessarily role-playing with them, if you're in the vicinity of them and they're saying things like OMG, LOL, it really just, it kind of ruins it for everybody in a sense or that there's some people where they think that they're just really greatly role-playing by spamming like... <laughs> lols and that kind of thing and it's I don't know it just it changes a lot and some of the people who go around I think that it'll affect how your overall atmosphere of role playing could turn out to a sense right but anyways I that's why I love eloquence is because it's actually it's got a really easy to use interface it's not confusing at all it's really easy to set up really easy to change it's a no brainer but it does so much now, the last two that I'm going to talk about is Annoy RP and Warcry. Now, Deadly, you've used both of these, correct? 
I've used Battle Cry or Battle hmm. Cry. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. I'm thinking of the website. What can I say? That's also a guild. A horde guild on Earth and Ring. <laughs> oh, okay. Battle Cry and Annoy RP. Now, I've used both. Have you used both? I've used Battle Cry. I haven't used the Annoy RP one. Okay. Well, they both essentially do the same thing, but they're a little bit different. Now, what they do is they take such and such as killing a target, and they automatically put out saves or something into party chat that your character would say. Now, Annoy RP is based off of your race and off of your class, not your actual character. So that it's, if I'm a Blood Elf and I kill something, I'm not going to say the same thing that an Undead or a Night Elf is going to say. So it bases it off of that, and it, you can have it when you enter combat. You can tell it how often you want it, such as 3% of the time, 4% of the time. Um, I think a lot of the stuff is defaulted at 3, but it has a lot of options. And it's really easy to edit. The only thing I don't like about the editing is that you have to go into the actual add-ons folder and edit the LUA. But there is a how-to edit right there when you open the Annoy RP folder, which makes it really easy. And it's so simple to do. that. And, of course, when you're saying a percent, that's all in-game. So if you're... Once you've set what you want it to say, then you can set how often. And then Battlecry does essentially the same thing. But Battlecry does not come automatically with a bunch of pretty little sayings for you. And it is based solely off your character. But Battlecry is, well, it's a lot more complicated because you have a lot more options. With It's not just entering battle and leaving battle. You can do it as a chain of events have to happen before it says this. And the whole editing interface is all in-game, which is why I like Battlecry more. Yeah, I like Battlecry. I think that sometimes that when you're saying something or a certain catchphrase, that if you're by yourself, so to say, it can get a little bit annoying. And especially when you're in groups and that sort of thing, is that I think that the catchphrases or the certain things that your character's saying are okay. But I think that when it starts getting repetitive, it can get just a little bit annoying. Right. So you've got to play and figure it out. But, like, Sindaria, my main, my mage, come on. She's a vending machine. She has it as her public note that she's a vending machine. It's just, it's her joke. Because everybody's always asking her for food and water. And I can say at the beginning of an instant last call this is it i'm not making any more food and water does anybody need anybody halfway through the instance i still get can i have food and water i should have asked you at the beginning so when yeah you'll get that anywhere instance people just bust out laughing when you get this emote saying here we go again i'm a vending machine stuff like that and it's a lot of fun and it inspires role play and conversations and that kind of stuff but you've got to be careful on how off at it because like you said it can get really annoying really quickly and if you are 70 and if you're raiding and you're going into Kara or Heroics I suggest you turn it off unless you're going to role play the instance because a lot of people will get annoyed if those kind of things constantly pop up after a boss and that kind of thing because it gets old pretty quick especially if it happens like um, every time you resurrect people get think it gets really old even if you don't 
So if you're an instance, I suggest turning both of them off if you're running either of the two or both of them. I think when you're in a raid and you have Battle Cry on, turn it off because, well, a lot of people, I don't know very many people who roleplay a raid simply because of how it's mainly a big organized event where it takes a lot of time and concentration. And you're not going to be doing a lot of time talking more than you are like listening to your raid leader and he's telling you what you have to do and that sort of thing. And when you have annoying macros like that, it's more of a basic, sort of like a rating rule, where you want to turn off your constant chatty macros and let the raid leader do the talking. So, I mean, there's one thing where that, if you want to use those mods, like, I know that Karzan, after you defeat a certain boss, certain areas clear out, you can go back and roleplay, and I know Karzan's like a big, pretty little castle sort of a thing, so you can always go back and roleplay in it and not be getting to a certain objective at a certain time limit sort of thing. Right, which is great. But when you are in instances, you should, or especially raids, you should definitely remember to turn those off. But as far as role-playing goes, they're my favorite, especially if I'm in a party full of role-players and we're out role-playing and I've just killed something. It's so much nicer to have something automatically they pop up. You have to think about, hmm, which one haven't I used today? I let the mod do it for me. And also that you want to have quite a few different sayings for everything that you have assigned. Because I just think that if you're hearing the same thing like, oh, look, I'm going to go sheep so-and-so, and you hear it over and over and over. over, and over, over. I hate that. Yeah, you yeah. definitely got to have more than one catchphrase. I know I've learned with sheeping that I have a lot of catchphrases. Most of them I came up with on ventrilo. No, I'm not sheeping, I'm pigging. Stuff like that. You know, that just comes out of normal conversations that's turned into roleplay. Make sure you have at least three, four, I would say five at the minimum. And then set it on a low percentage rate so that it really, you get a mix and you don't spam it and no one gets old of these sayings. But yeah. it helps with lulls in conversation, and it helps give topics to talk about. And a lot of times it just makes people laugh, and that's just a fun part of it, too, is making people laugh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are all the mods I'm going to cover, but those are not all the mods that are out there. There are so many that I cannot cover them all within the allotted time that we try to record in. It would take me a really, really long time to go through them. But I will make sure that you guys get this link on our website to the thread. And this thread has been bumped many a time, and there are tons of mods. And the initial list is right there at the very beginning, and people have added on and added on. But there's tons of them, and I really suggest you check it out. There's a lot of great ones for lore. There's ones for copying books that you pick. There's anything and everything you could think of to have a mod for role-playing is listed on this list. It's great. Alright, Deadly, okay. you're up. Okay, so I got an email a couple weeks ago about somebody talking about the Warcraft books. And so I decided that that'd be a really cool thing to look at. 
Now, I myself haven't actually read the Warcraft books, like the roleplay books, so to speak, because for one thing, they're a little costly. But I'm going to end up just going ahead and going through reading all the books and talking about that as I go. But I have read one of the manga books. And the manga book, it is, if I can find the title of it really quick. It was Warcraft, the Sunwell Trilogy, Volume 1, Dragon Hunt. And that one, that I've read, it's not too much into the lore. It's more of just like, um, just like a story kind of thing, where the characters are fictional and that sort of thing. And about the manga book, is that for those of you who are into all the anime and that kind of thing, it was made by Tokyo Pop, so that's something that's a little bonus there, is that who made the book. Um, then they have, I'm going to just read the description of what Blizzard said so I don't give any misinformation. So there's a couple of them. One is called the World of Warcraft Role-Playing Gamebook. And it says, in a, in a world ravaged by conflict, age-old enemies struggle to rebuild society amid a tennis place spiked by flames of violence. As threats new and old clash in an endless conflict, heroes battle undead, undead and demons, explore strange and dangerous lands, uncover powerful magic, develop fascinating technological creations, and return to and return glory to great cities and civilizations. They stand at the cusp of new age, an age they shall forge by their allegiances and exploits. So it looks like it's more of a book that's getting you into the role-playing game book. I'm not quite sure. Um, okay, once my <laughs> explorer will stop freezing on me, I can scroll down. The next one is it's under World of Warcraft role playing called Shadows and Light book, and it says Shadows and Light has a wealth of information on both the planet realms unique to the Warcraft RPG and on the gods, demigods, and titans who dwell within them. Sword and sorcery books are published under the Open Gate license and are 100% compatible with version 3.5 roles and the D20 system. Um. The next one is Lands of Conflict book. This campaign setting source book covers the regions of Lordaeron, Cosmodan, and a continent of Azeroth, from inhabitants to geography to key individuals. You'll also find an up-to-date history of events from the world's birth to its current terminal state, and it says the hardcover. Um, another one is World of Warcraft role-playing More Magic and Mayhem. Individual heroes skirmish and mighty armies clash. In this core sourcebook for Dungeons and Dragons World of Warcraft, a role-playing game, let's translate the hugely successful Warcraft computer game series into a pen and paper role-playing game based on the popular D20 rules. And those are just a couple of them that I saw. And I haven't gotten a chance to go farther into looking them up. But that was just, I guess, a couple of them that looked interesting, and they might be worth buying or reading or that sort of thing. So it's more of an awareness that they're out there. Yeah, <laughs> and the books are really great if you don't know a whole lot about the Warcraft universe. And I do want to say one thing uh, that Dudley mentioned in the beginning is that you'll notice that we, we're not going into a whole lot of detail because we don't want to say something that's not true. 
and that was one of the problems we had where this is a really great books, a really great way to get into the Warcraft universe, but we don't, we haven't been able to read a lot of them because they are costly, and both of us, well, we're only so rich. But we try to bring yeah. you as much good information as we can, so you'll, sorry if it's a little bit short, but we really don't want to bring you information that's wrong. Because we'll hear about it, too, if we say something. Like, I know we've had some lore things where we get emails. Like, oh, that wasn't how that went. That wasn't how that went. So, trying to avoid that. <laughs> yep. And we try to avoid it in the beginning. It doesn't always work. Mostly with the lures where we've had problems. Because, um, <laughs> well, Blizzard has changed the lore, which does not help the case any. So, you always get a bit about what really happened. And sometimes it takes some digging to find out. But we try to bring you the most accurate information. And speaking of lore, let's talk about some lore. I was thinking about the Deep Run Tram earlier, and how it's probably one of the coolest features ever because it's so different than all the Zeppelins and the boats in the rest of the game. And I actually found out that it has its own history. In the aftermath of the Second War, the humans of Stormwind, obviously, Humans and Stormwind go together, though. Begin the grueling task of rebuilding the war-torn lands surrounding their battered... And in those days, the bonds of brotherhood that cradled the Alliance were still at their strongest, and the dwarves of Forge were quick to lend aid to the human allies. But their king was frustrated, however, with the sluggish pace of which his country's aid was being delivered to Stormwind because of the long trek. So... They went to the gnomes, our lovely, friendly, engineering gnomes. Now, they need to establish a means of reinforcing the human kingdom with the dwarven soldiers. Should the need arise, they need to get help to the storm when it's quicker. So, High Tinker, and I'm not gonna, I'm gonna pronounce this wrong, but I'll try. Mechatork began drafting designs for this grain subterranean railway system. And that's how the Deep Run Tram came to be, was he sat down and he says, well, look, we can go underneath and we can use this railway to pull carts back and forth, and it'll go a whole lot quicker. And so the dwarves trying to deliver help to Stormwind is how this train came to be. And now in the game World of Warcraft, of course, mostly we use it for noobs when we create new characters to get them from one place to another. And... The horde side they have from Orgrimmar to Undercity with the Zeppelins. The Zeppelins are kind of something that's been done. Because the Zeppelins are everywhere, the boats are everywhere. But the Deep Run Tram is definitely different than the rest of the game and has its own history, which is pretty significant. I know that with the Deep Run Tram is that it gets used, of course, for lower levels to get from whether you're human to get the Iron Forge or gnomes or dwarves, I believe, to get the Stormwind and back and forth and that sort of thing. And the Deep Run Tram on role-playing servers has its own infamous instance, not instance, infinite, um, what's the word for it? Not very many good, pleasant things people want to see happen there <laughs> to keep it in context that... Ah, I'm not sure how to say it. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those deep, dark corners 
that you should be left undisturbed when it comes to role playing. But if you're with a group, and see now comes the time when I get to talk about places to role play. Um, if you go down there with a group, there's of course the one section where you can look out at the ocean, and that is actually a really fun place to go and role play because you can actually look at the ocean. It looks like an ocean or an aquarium in real life versus swimming underwater like you would normally find. So I actually yeah, love to role play in that place, but it also depends on the server because there's the, some not so um, kid guess is the way to put it. Things happen. You see a lot of ERP, and people on other podcasts will maybe mention that, where Deep Run Tram is sort of like the Goldshire of Blackwater Raiders. It really depends. <laughs> right. And here's the other thing. I have also seen Horde go into the Deep Run Tram to roleplay, which is one of the best things you can do if you need a roleplay event, you just want to go out and do something with a group of roleplay friends, especially if you're Horde. Going and dying your way through Ironforge or Stormwind makes go getting into the Deep Run Tram so much fun. And because there are no guards in the Deep Run Tram, you can go down there, you can explore, you've got the water, there's a bunch of different stops uh, for the trains that aren't used. So it's actually. How would they. Go ahead. How would they get in there? I'm trying to think. I know that you could run through. Um, what's it called? Lock Madon, and then get into Iron Forge, and then... Okay, well, Horde side, <laughs> there's actually the quest that you get to go to Nomergon, where you get the little stick and you can teleport to Nomergon, and then you can run out and run up to Iron Forge. Or you can go to Stranglethorn Vale and run up and run into Stormwind. I'm thinking that... Ironforge is probably easier because when you're walking into Stormwind, there's that big row of guards on each side guarding that bridge. So I'm thinking Ironforge is a little bit easier to get into. Or if you're a high-level rogue, just go sneak in and you're all fine. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of different ways to do it, and I've seen many people do it. And I've seen people do it to roleplay, especially Horde side, because Alliance side, we kind of take it for granted that it's there. I know I have, it's just kind of... No, it's there. It's always been there. But the Horde don't have anything like it. It really, truly is very unique, and it's a great place to go hang out and to go roleplay. And I don't know if any of you have ever walked that tram, but that tram is really long. You don't realize it when you're riding it, but it, it's really long. And if you walk it versus running it, you'll be there a while. But it's so much fun to do roleplay-wise, and I encourage everybody to go Alliance or Horde side. But like I said, Horde side is just a little bit funner because you don't have anything like it Horde side. You've kind of got to fight your way in and get past the guards. I know that a lot of the time when I used to take that tram when I was a low-level night elf or whatever, I would go, I'd go walk away, I'd go grab a snack or something while I'm on it. And one thing is that when you're on the tram, it goes kind of fast. So if you're not paying attention, you'll miss a lot of the sights. Oh, yeah. I never knew that it went underwater until I stopped and fell off. Because you just don't notice. It goes so quick, and you're normally facing forward or whatever. 
it really does go quick. Now, if you start from one end and walk to the other, or even if you run to the other, you really realize how long that place is and how many stops for trains there are and that kind of thing. There's really a lot down there. So it's also a good place to explore just in general to go check it out, which I'm going to go do in a minute because I haven't noticed it went underwater. <laughs> you haven't noticed it went underwater? Oh, we got to go down there. I don't That's take it. Play ever. I normally in Outlands when I'm on my alliance, and I go to main towns to use their auction house, and that's pretty much it. Or I'll just stand around by a mailbox or something, and then I'll just go back to Outlands and go hang out and chat like all the other high-level people do. Well, but yeah, I, I don't know. There's that too, but um, every time I make an alt, I end up running through there at least once. Sometimes not even. Um, but every time I need to get my flight points, either from starting a night on Forge and going to Stormwind or vice versa, I always use it at least once per character. And I've taken it for granted. I, Until I fell off the tram like an idiot, um, I never noticed what was down there. And the best thing you can do is just not take the tram as you go through there and walk down there. And it is still a quicker walk than walking from Iron Forge to Stormwind on ground, above ground, like a normal walk. Not that long. Yeah, there has there has been some controversy between the higher level, well, not really more of a controversy, something that a lot of the level, I don't say 58, I'd more say 60 plus level people want is that they all want an auction house in Shatcha. And that's not going to happen simply because then all the other towns would be more of ghost towns, is that people, they have their alts and or they're lower, so if you're just starting the game, they have those characters. But when they're going to their towns, there's not a lot of level 70s, which is what would happen, is that we'd have everything that we needed already in Outlands, we don't have reason to go back. Oh yeah, I think it's great that there's not an auction house in Shat, because I'd never leave Shat. And think about it, if you're enchanting, or if you're selling alchemy stuff, the low levels aren't going to get anything, and then when you go to make a low level, you're going to be stuck, because... You can't trade with anybody because they all want you to be in chat, and you're not in chat. And then you won't be able to find a mage to port you to chat because they'll all be in chat. Yeah, there. I mean, the nice ones, I guess you could always go take those portals and come back. But people are lazy like me, and sometimes they don't even want to do that and then waste their hearthstone getting back to chat pass again. So, I mean, to an extent, Maybe I think I'm that it's... That lazy. A... I can port back and forth yeah. all I want, and I'm still that lazy. Shh, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great, though, that Blizzard was thinking about the low-level characters in a sense when they created Outlands. I know one thing that I'd like to see a lot more is that, okay, so we have new races, and they have their new little starting areas, but what about the people who want to play the new classes or something and they have to go back and like once they hit i know for blood elves once you hit about 20 you have to go move on hillsbrad or something and from the 20 plus content we don't have anything new 20 to Which 60 kind of will... basically dead i just started this new priest I'm not even level 10 yet and i'm thinking how am i going to do this because it's so bored because there's no middle content anymore and unfortunately that is something we have to deal with I know, like, before, pre-BC, everybody's like, oh my gosh, there's a the level 60, let's see if they can help us. Now when you see a level 60, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I 
it's not that big of a deal anymore. And I know that well, on my server and the people who I've been playing with is that we decided that we were going to go back and we were going to go do a lot of the pre-Burning Crusade content. So I got Nax attuned, which took two hours, which would cost a lot and take a lot of time pre-BC. Um, we four-manned ZG and that sort of thing. So going back and wanting to do the pre-content... Oh, um, yeah, we exploited, I know the raptor boss, is that there's a way where you can fight him from a certain point and the, his raptor can't get to you. So yeah, it was me, because I'm a shadow priest, a pally, we had a warrior, and a druid. And we four-manned four or five bosses. We did the panther boss, we did the raptor boss, we did the tiger boss, and... Yeah, it was pretty fun. And with the tiger boss, we also figured out something where we could get rid of one of the guys who stood next to him, where we dragged him out past the room, and we killed him, and he didn't respawn again. So, sort of like it was cheating, but we didn't wipe or anything either, so it was really fun. Well, I'll have to go try that, but anyways, I think that's it for our show, right? Yeah, I think I have everything. Okay. Our well... contact information. Yes, which you can email us at rptavern at gmail.com. We encourage you to do that. We get a few emails every week, and they're a lot of fun to reply to and talk to people. And I get a lot from those emails, so guys don't think I know everything, because I don't. Um, and I learn a lot from those emails. You can also leave us a comment at rptavern.blogspot.com. What else am I missing? Um, our Skype. Oh, or Skype. You can call us up on Skype or leave us a message on Skype. Our username is RP Tavern. And then if you're interested in add-ons, I encourage you to check out my other podcast, Wow Add-ons Podcast, at wowaddonspodcast.com. And you can go there and check us out and send me an email through there, too. But if you're interested in learning more about RP add-ons or add-ons in general, you can hit me up over there, and I'll be happy to talk more with you guys about that as well. Oh, and another thing is that for any of you guys who listen, not more listen, to watch the World of Warcraft video podcast, I'm going to be doing a more of a basic newbie 101 section again on that one to get those listeners more into the roleplay mix. So if any of you guys are new listening to our show who haven't went back and heard more of the later episodes, and that would also be a good place to look. (laughs) 